Yeah, I got my kid on the peacock. <laughs> oh, take your kid off that peacock. That's dangerous. It, it sounds bad. It even <laughs> sounds bad. It's the plumage, man. It's the plumage. <laughs> it's not a bird. It's not a plane. It's superhero slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slate. Hello everyone and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week we're talking about more streaming service schedules. Oh, break out the charts. Get out the Excel spreadsheets. Exactly. Anything (laughs) that you had on your calendar, just take it off. It's gone. It's not coming back. Uh, Or it might come back at a very later date. Uh, Star Wars is stepping back into the animated world that Mike still has yet to finish. <laughs> I'm getting there. It's just slow, man. It's fine. I understand. We, I know you're busy driving to work every day, so you can't <laughs> punch Star Wars shows. Um, question for you. Will the New Mutants get another release date? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and more. Oh, man. It's just so fun. This New Mutants situation is just its just hilarious now. It's kind of bounced back and forth uh, between whether it's sad, do we want the movie now. Now it's just kind of like a fun game. Yeah, yeah. You know, our investment is gone, and uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about more about it later. But, I mean, at the same time, it's like I kind of forget about it every month. And then I'm mm-hmm. like, see that one thing? Like, oh, yeah. We still haven't gotten new mutants yet. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get there eventually. One day, Mike, there will be a time when we look back and laugh at all the, the movies yeah, that I mean, we didn't get to watch this summer. I mean, I'm sure all of the um, normal online publications have already had headlines, something about the not-so-new mutants, but just be prepared for more of that whenever people get around to reviewing it because people always like to add puns to their YouTube review videos like, oh, today we're mm. going to take a look at the new mutants, or should I say the old mutants or the stale mutants, and yeah, just get mm. ready for that. Mm. The old new mutants movies coming I, I've got it. I'm going to write ours, Mike. Don't worry. I'll handle, <laughs> I'll handle this. Do Thank you know it was supposed to come out? I mean, this is one of our points for later, but like April of 2018. April 2018, what's that? That's when it was supposed to come out. New Mutants. Oh yeah, I thought you were setting me up for another delayed. No, movie. I'm not. I'm not actually. <laughs> it was. It was a fair question, uh, but your your concern was well placed. So, um, this weekend, Mike, I'm I'm just gonna go ahead. I've had a, a my a, my wife's friends uh, from Texas are in town, so they're upstairs playing Mario Party without me. Um, and <laughs> look, at, look at you. You're being a really really professional podcast host here, going down into your basement and chatting with me. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, it's funny uh, again because at our uh, my wedding, we found out that my wife friend who lives in Texas is from Indianapolis, went to Purdue, uh, and knows your wife. So uh, it's a small world all around and around here. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, I have been. I, I want to say I've had a really uh, fun fun weekend. We I went to a, a gin distillery uh, yesterday. Oh, okay. Um, Kentucky's a land of bourbon, but a lot of those tour places aren't. So we were looking for something like a private tour where we weren't with other people Smart. Uh, because of everything. So we, we went to a gin distillery and um, it's really fun because they use audio um, aggravation. Um, so Agita- our, agitation, agitation. Well, they call mm-hmm. it, I think aggravation, but yeah, agitation oh. is probably a better word for it. And they play really, really loud music for the barrels <laughs> to agitate the the stuff in it because they can't kind of get down there and rotate it as much. Oh, that's really funny. Does a gin distillery smell distinctly different than like a whiskey distillery since they're using like very floral things like ju- juniper berries and stuff like that? No, because a lot of these are they actually use uh, whiskey barrels. 
bourbon oh. barrels. So you get on the, the scent's about the same in, in the basement. But the, because it's based on a wine, um, there's a lot of brandy in there as well. There's uh, so which is a wine base. They actually um, it's under it's in the underground basement part. <laughs> this where, sounds like the craziest gin I've ever heard of. It's wine inspired, but it's in like a, a whiskey barrel. <laughs> yeah, so they use the local whiskey barrels to um, from the local uh, distilleries to add more flavors to it. So you can get like. Oh, this one is from um, like old. For- this is from an old Forester barrel. So they actually give them different labels, but then the ones they don't use, they have their own flavor. Um, I tried an orange floral one yesterday, gin, hmm. um, and then a, um, a a rose based one, which was a pink. And then they actually make absinthe there as well, Mike. So oh, absinthe which tastes like black licorice. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I, I don't like black licorice, but. But if you ever get a chance to try another distillery or you're ever in the Louisville area, I can most certainly point you to the good ones. <laughs> well, um, I, I have a strong feeling uh, the, the flavor profile that I tasted today is not going to be quite in the realm of gin. You you went the other route. Uh, yeah, I finally came across those Baconator Pringles. Yes. Uh, I think we briefly mentioned uh, the, over the last couple of weeks on the podcast. Uh, yeah, just uh, picking up some stuff from the pharmacy and lo and behold, there they are. And oh man, I grabbed them so fast I didn't even think about it. Uh, so, so we brought them home, uh, popped open to the tab, didn't even and smell them just put it right in my mouth and uh surprisingly not that bad usually kind of okay. these gimmicky kind of potato chips i usually you get one or two chips into it and you're just like all right that's fine i'm not gonna finish this but uh it's an interesting balance of what is a baconator i thought it was just gonna be a bacon chip but you get a little bit of bacon in there you get a little beefy flavor there's like some undertones of like ketchup and pickle to kind of round out the burger experience but it all actually is pretty well you would think seeing a baconator on a tube of pringles would just be like this is going to be an awful experience but uh pretty good check out the baconator pringles if you get a chance mm-hmm. that sounds really awesome I, mean, I tried to look for them this week as well um but i but i did not instead i came across lay's restaurant inspired flavors have you have you heard about these no what are these okay there's the philly cheesesteak mm-hmm. uh inspired by uh philadelphia's gino gino's steaks mm-hmm. new york style pizza inspired by new york's uh grimaldi's okay nashville hot chicken inspired by nashville's party fowl these are all restaurants mm-hmm. like staple restaurants carnitas street taco inspired by uh los angeles own el torito Okay. And Chile Arellano, inspired by Albuquerque's Cocina Azul. So uh, okay. We, now that we talked about the flavors, yeah, but I didn't yeah. know they were inspired by these restaurants until, yeah. until today. I didn't, I didn't know that either. Uh, yeah, I'm dying to try the, the, the kettle pizza ones because I love pizza flavored chips. They're so yeah. good. And then there were also three other ones, uh, which were um, new. Like These are just regular flavors, like fried green tomato ones, hot sauce, and crispy taco. <laughs> So. Like pe- like we're always talking about like touring like uh, distilleries uh, for different alcohols, so you can kind of sample the different things. I want to go to the Lay's factory and just go down the line and try all of the different chips. Like I want to take out the middleman. I'm trying to search for him at the grocery store or the pharmacy, and just like g- I want to go on a chip tasting, Chris. No, yeah, I think so as well. I think we we, we love talking about this kind of stuff. Um, food. I have you ever heard of the drink Ale Eight? No. It. And it's got a little one. It's called it's, it's Ale Eighty One, and that stands for like when you say it, it says a late one, Ale Eight One. Uh, okay. Um, but but it's a caffeinated. It's got a uh, kind of like a um, ginger ale, caffeinated ginger ale. If you hmm. it's local right. uh, to here. Um, they have a cherry flavor now Ooh. and a um, orange uh, creamsicle version. Oh, of God, one. those sound right up my alley, man. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been pounding those with uh, Ryan, the guy from from Texas. We we, we bought a six pack of each. So. Yeah, I had a buddy come over pounding our ginger ales. Exactly, our caffeinated drinks uh, <laughs> and stuff like that. So, uh, it, 
yeah, definitely stuff. And then uh, I'm going on a little bit of a trip this week out of town, uh, and I'm hoping to maybe pick up some more flavors, but not go anywhere to get those flavors. So uh, I'm going to be very, very isolated no matter where I go. So trying to try to stay away from that. But Mike, we're here. We've been watching stuff all week. You've been watching stuff all week, and I'm going to tell you, I feel very offended you put this last one on here, but I'm going to let you go through <laughs> the first three. <laughs> All right, we'll see why Chris gets offended, but we'll see what happens here. So first up in the corn stream corner, sit down here on the bean bags, and I'm gonna let you in on a on a little gem that's currently airing on HBO right now. It's an HBO docu series called "I'll Be Gone in the Dark." It's a it's a series about the Golden State Killer. Now, it might sound familiar because the Golden State Killer made news, I think, about a year ago, maybe even earlier this year. I don't know. I've lost all sense of time and structure. Mm -hmm. Uh, But this documentary is based around the book that Patton Oswalt's late wife was writing because I didn't know that she was such a prolific crime writer um you know unfortunately to me she was just famous because she was married to pat nozzle one of my favorite favorite stand-up comedians but i had no idea that she was such a prolific writer when it came to like true crime and stuff like that so this is basically hbo got the rights to her book that she released about the golden state killer and i don't really want to say anything else about it because there's been developments in the case of the golden state killer and it's a docuseries so all you can all you have to do is go online and you can google and spoil the whole thing for yourself but uh me and my wife are in intentionally not googling anything because we know that there's lots of lots of mysteries still left if we just uh hold on in there so the fourth episode drops tonight on hbo and then there's two more episodes left so there's six episodes so man it's creepy it's dark it's fascinating uh so check out i'll be gone in the dark uh, watch it maybe uh, with somebody <laughs> or maybe uh, watch it when the sun's still up because it gets pretty spooky and creepy uh because uh, spoiler alert uh, the the this uh, serial killer serial rapist left behind quite a handful of victims that get that give the chance uh, to uh, give some testimony to the camera. It's very chilling. So okay, uh, not not quite in the vein of usually what we talk about on this show. But Pat Oswald is superhero slate adjacent with uh, some of the things that he does. So there's he's been segue. on Shield. I've seen yeah. it. Yeah, there you go. And uh, this one, uh, next up, I didn't even know that we'd have a segue for it uh, this week, uh, but it's a Hulu show that came out this year called The Great. It's about uh, Catherine the Great, who is another uh, kind of a, a historical figure uh, that basically uh, uh, kind of ruled Russia for a while. I believe it's during the 18th century. I don't remember quite the time frame, but it's taken in a very uh, comedic tone. Uh, so it doesn't. It's not taking itself too seriously. It's loosely based on events. Everybody's kind of like a wacky character, but then also you get kind of these uh, crazy rulers doing uh, uh, insane things to their uh, to the people that they rule. So, uh, But uh, I connected to the show because some of the directors that directed some of the episodes of The Great I saw pop up in our show notes today. Uh, so I'll, I'll bring that up when we talk about it later in the show. So it was, a, it was a pretty fun show, and uh, unlike I'll Be Gone in the Dark, where I was kind of holding back from looking up a bunch of stuff, uh, about halfway through the show, I just went on the Wikipedia page for Catherine the Great, and I just read all about her fucking crazy <laughs> history in, uh, in early Russia. So uh, the Great on Hulu. I don't know if you ever well, heard about it, Chris. I, I did. Um, I actually heard about the play first. Um, that's, this is, like, based on a play, um, if you didn't know that. I don't know if you knew that. Um, but because Nicholas Holt, uh, who plays Beast in the X Men, the most recent X Men movies, was in is in this. 
Oh, oh my God, that is him. Yes. Oh, I kept confusing him with Dan Stevens because they look similar. <laughs> yep, yep. So he, he this pops up in uh, the superhero uh, news circles. If you if you have an actor in a superhero franchise, the, the, their other work pops up very frequently. Uh, his, which we have seen in our show yeah, later. His, but yeah. His, uh, I mean, his performance is great, uh, like astounding. Everyone's doing like a great job, and uh, you see some familiar faces because they're kind of casting some uh, some Brits. So mm-hmm. yeah, go check. Well, out the great on Hulu. And then lastly, the other uh, person I saw in that, because it was uh, Sasha Dawan, um, mm-hmm. Dawan, he is in uh, Daredevil. Or not Daredevil, Iron Fist. He's uh, his friend who turns enemy in Iron Fist. Oh, yeah. You, oh, you're <laughs> totally right. Oh, wow. Wow, you're really blowing my mind right now. Yeah, I, no, this is great. Mike's, Mike's realization of like all these connections. as Davos? Like, was that his name? Davos? Yeah, Davos. Yeah, oh, uh, okay, as, as you yeah. Move, move along here, it's just fantastic. I love wow. it. So yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. So I've seen this this show pop up in those, but I have heard of the play beforehand um, when I was in acting classes. So, um, yeah. which is like 2011, 2012. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Continue. Yeah, so, I'm sorry. The great comedy, yeah, so great show on, on Hulu. Uh, second, uh, third here. I finally finished the main run of uh, Steven Universe, which is the five seasons that are available on HBO Max. And then I had to go out on my own and I digitally rented the Steven Universe movie, which came out right after the five seasons. Now, there's mm-hmm. an epilogue series called Steven Universe Future, where he's uh, a little bit older, kind of similar to the movie that I haven't watched yet. Uh, I don't believe it's streaming anywhere, but I might just uh, shout out a little bit of cash and uh, stream it just because the show deserves it. It's so good. Uh, no spoilers here for sure but i mean i would put steven universe up there with some of my favorite cartoons of all time like avatar the last airbender i mean any adult can sit down and watch this stuff and get so much out of it but like makes you excited for the future you know if you don't have kids yet that once you have them like i can't wait for them to watch this because not only is this going to be a great show and they'll love it but you'll actually just learn a lot of it there's a lot of really really strong themes in both of those uh, shows. So, yeah, big recommendation for me to watch uh, Steven Universe. Uh, yeah, it's just great, uh, very emotional, and uh, yeah, yeah, check it out. Uh, finally caught up on it. Uh, and then we're on to the fourth thing that uh, I'm not sure what Chris's umbrage is. He should be happy I'm not, I'm not that I find... <laughs> well, it's one, I'm not mad. Okay, here I use the wrong words. I am... I'm, I'm, I'm salty that I haven't put it down because I just... I can put my Plex server right where we're watching this. I I mean, yeah, that's where I watched it. <laughs> I've watched 190 episodes in the past 90 days. <laughs> so uh, this is this is my bread and butter of how I wrap up almost every evening at my house. Oh, yeah. What a perfect way to end the day. Uh, brought back so many feels because it's been so long since I've watched it. But whose line is it anyway? And yes. wow, do the original season still stand up. Yes. So funny. The, the 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 actors on stage are just so like talented i i feel like when i watched it when i was a kid you know i i definitely appreciated it and i laughed but you just didn't realize how talented and good that they were how easy they could just riff on anything mm-hmm. and it was just great we watched a couple of classic episodes and then i was a little apprehensive but uh your plex server luckily had some of the newer aisha tyler seasons yes. so we just popped up like a random season and we saw that keegan michael key was on it and i was like oh this is great this is something i I didn't think that the new seasons could have is these guest comics that are more familiar to us because we're older now. We've we've just seen a lot more actors across the world. So Keegan Michael Key is really great, uh, a really great improviser. I believe he came up through improvis- improvisation scenes, so this works really well in his favor. And I was so delighted to see Ryan Stiles and Colin Mockery still have it. Yeah. They are still just as sharp as they always are. It almost seems like they have a little 
less patience. Like in the one or two episodes we watched, they seem to kind of uh, drop a couple swears because they're just kind of like, ah, I'm getting well, old. I, I can say whatever I want now. Well, so he, the fun fact about this, because um, they are actually they actually tour when they're not filming. Um, oh, okay. So Aisha Tyler doesn't do the hosting. I think Drew Carey sometimes will do the hosting. But Ryan, uh, Colin, and then whoever they can get, it's usually not Wayne, it's, it's like other people, will go touring in like um, bigger like towns across the country. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can actually go sit in and watch uh, one of these live. Um, the, the worst part about watching Who's Lives It Anyway um, in, in a, in a uh, I guess, a binge capacity mm-hmm. is you start to see um, the same things over and over again like in the first few seasons. Like they do everything back to back to back. Mm-hmm. Um, but later on, like there's a Robin Williams as a guest, uh, yeah. on, on mm-hmm. some, um, I don't like her, but there's Kathy Griffin even later on. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. I saw that she popped up in some of the episode titles. I should say Wayne Brady, of course, still yeah. has it. He is still just as funny, but I've always really loved Colin Mocker. I think Ryan yeah. Stiles is probably my favorite on the, yeah, on the list. It all depends, but there are several, I mean, the skits never like the games they play. You never, I really enjoy the ones where. Uh, Colin and Ryan uh, make up the, the, the album titles, and then uh, uh, usually Wayne and his the other person have to sing the movies based on the or songs based on the genre um, mm-hmm. that they're doing. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's called Greatest Hits. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, the, all the games started ru- rushing back to me, and me, me and my wife were talking about it. I'm like, oh, yeah. Uh, I can't wait till they do like the green screen game, because that's always hilarious watching Colin trying to figure out what's behind him. But mm. yeah, I don't know if it's like legit streaming anywhere. I don't know how you can get your hands on it, but just if you've never seen Who's Lighting Is It Anyway, it's just... It's just rock solid. It's so funny. It's still great. It doesn't matter if you're watching old or new ones. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna the, laugh. The new ones are on CW. Um, the Aisha Tyler one. So I think you can watch those on the CW Seed. Yeah, uh, that's that's actually a good point. That can that can kind of hook it back to the show. When I was looking through some of the guest stars on the newer season, I was just like, Katie Cassidy, Black Canary from the Arrow shows up yeah. on one of these episodes so it seems like they're kind of funneling some cw stars through this show so i guess you know if you want to see some uh some berlanti arrowverse uh actors show up uh all you got to do is watch some of the newer seasons yeah and i think i mean i'm just gonna i'm gonna wait here but i think that yeah the seed uh does have the older ones as well um Great. you can you can go watch season one through what, 16 on cw seed holy hell Go um, check. You're yeah. You're in for some great entertainment. Oh, it's it's awesome. You can just let it go. I need to go download some of these higher def ones. But it's funny because if you did you watch you watch the older ones first, right? Yeah. And then you came back and saw uh, Colin and Ryan that looked much older very quickly. <laughs> yeah, I was a little worried. I was like, oh, no, my childhood's aging. But they were still just as funny. Really, Colin is just – he has totally white hair now. It's, he still ha- – yeah. funnily, he still has the same amount of hair. It's like he went bald very quickly, but then he just retained what he had left. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's good stuff. And you've been watching, again, Ryan Styles is uh, in the Drew Carey show. Yeah. Uh, so um, one, one of those. It's it's great show. I recommend it. Mike, I'm so glad you brought it up because I, I was always afraid to. I'm like, ah, no one cares what I'm watching like when I'm going to bed at night. But I I literally we watched. I've been through all these seasons several times now because mm. by the time you see it, you forget the the beginning. Yeah. Uh, speaking about uh, pretty forgetful things, I <laughs> yes. think uh, you watched something earlier today, Chris. I, I did. So, uh, you know, day drinking around, uh, eating food, ice cream. It's, it's like 95 plus out here. We had some ice cream. So I sat down. Uh, uh, we got to watch Assassin's Creed, the movie. Oh, man. Woo. Uh, have you watched it, Mike? No. I can okay. safely say I haven't seen this movie. Honestly, not that bad. Uh, Good to I, hear. 
uh, they really mix. Uh, so so Michael Fassbender's on that big machine, right? That's spinning him around while he's mm-hmm. like in the animus in the thing. The way they blend that with the actual scenes he filmed as um, the the Templar or not the Templar, the assassin Aguilar, pretty awesome actually. I'm gonna give him like the action, fantastic work, Mike. Mm-hmm. Like, really, storyline very very um, not good. Um, <laughs> Uh, it's it's got again Jeremy Irons uh, and, and Marion uh, Collard as the people kind of running the organization, um, and then uh, Michael Fassbender of course as the main character. So it, it's got really some good points, but I wish the story was strong, like as strong as the the games. Uh, have you played the Assassin's Creed's game? I think I've asked you this. Uh, every time just just a little bit. I'm very right. familiar with what yeah. kind of is going on in that world. Right. So but. so you you're a modern day person and you relive the memories of your ancestor in those games. Mm-hmm. Um which I wish there was a way to like unveil like the way they unveil that stuff in the game is much better than this. Like but how do you keep that secret that everybody already knows when you make this movie, right? So mm-hmm. um we watched that and that was fun. But the other ones I I, I there's one safe actor in America right now. I'm going to jinx it this week you watch. Uh, <laughs> it's Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks uh good guy Tom Hanks. Um, doing doing all the good movies. He had what Greyhound just come out this week, I think, on Apple TV. Yeah, uh, I think so. Uh, which is not about the dogs or a bus. I think it's about a boat. Um, by the way, uh, but I went back and I had an itch to watch his Da Vinci Code. Uh, oh movies. yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of Da Vinci Code gives me um gives me National Treasure vibes a little bit. Yeah, the the first one because. I forgot in the first one that he is ex- he is framed for the murder of the the guy at the beginning, mm-hmm. um, and then that um, we have what I, what I essentially uh, Doctor Octopus and Jarvis <laughs> are, are are trying to fight. Um, I forget who the third person was. There's another person from a Marvel movie in there, um, but um, I, I it was a really really a uh, really good time. I, I enjoyed revisiting it. But I forgot he was like running from the police the entire first time, which was his ticking clock, right? Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Angels and Demons, the sequel, the follow-up, he uh, his ticking clock is they're killing um, the uh, Pope elects a- across the Vatican and Rome, um, trying to figure stuff out. Which you know, working against it, the worst part about these is the person you think who's like helping him the most is probably the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they 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 Ewan McGregor was really good in Angels and Demons. So um, I mean, this this is the perfect time uh, being stuck at home most of the time to watch just kind of like back to back kind of yeah. midway movies just small little franchises yeah and i never got to watch his the third one in, uh, in this series probably the final one inferno oh they um, made they actually made that third one yeah inferno's came out in like 2016 um oh, okay. with uh the the main girl from rogue one was it i can't think. felicity oh, jones yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 so uh I, I i plan on watching that maybe sometime this week uh while i'm got some downtime while, while i'm out of town um, or something, I don't know, but I mean, I, I forgot how fun those were and how, like, you know, before the old, the Sherlock TV shows did the idea of symbols and the mind palace and stuff like that, that, you know, the Da Vinci Code, they were highlighting symbols and stuff that Tom Hanks was seeing across the, 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 the screen and stuff. So I, I had, I had a good time watching these movies, Mike, but good. I, I, the quality, quality of new stuff right now is very low. I'm, I'm hoping <laughs> to see them drop surprise, drop some stuff on streaming for us, but we'll. We'll have to see. And that's going to drop us into our first topic here, streaming services. Mike Peacock dropped Peacock. A, right. Uh, what did you mention? The plumage earlier? Um, the plumage. It's yes. out there. You like colors? This one's for you. Um, 
dropped early on the streaming this week, and one of the only Marvel movies you will find on this service is Howard the Duck, <laughs> uh, which we talked about, and I really think I need to hold myself and, and, and you to this. We need to review these old movies, Mike, and start putting out some spoiler casts, review episodes of older stuff, because we're not getting anything new. You and I both know it for a while. Very true. So uh, I think we need to try to maybe do one a month. And Howard the Duck being on Peacock, I believe on the free version, I need to look this up. I'm going to do it. Um, PeacockTV.com yeah, and, and, and see if it's on the free stuff. But I mean, lots of comparisons that need to happen. This is kind of like the early days of Hulu when Hulu had different tiers, but not every tier sh- shared the same library. Um, I heard that uh, Peacock kind of launched with this kind of 30 Rock reunion, which I love 30 Rock. I, I've seen the show so many times, but I haven't had a chance to watch kind of like this so called reunion. But I've heard it's pretty good. It's pretty classic 30 Rock humor, so I'm looking to check that out. But unfortunately, the service is not on Roku, much yep. like HBO Max. Hopefully, they'll get around to it. I don't even think it's on PlayStation uh, or PS4 or whatever PlayStation console, I guess, you may or may not have. But I don't believe it's there. I don't think it's on really any well, gaming console yet, as far as I know. Um, I'm going to look this up. I know it's not on, on Amazon. Remember, I think I sent you the yeah, article. The it's fire, not on yeah, Amazon. The, the Fire Stick and the Roku don't have it. So, I mean, I'm just kind of like, well, how and when, I'm, when am I going to watch it? Uh uh, I, I have a feeling uh, NBC, Comcast, you, you know, whoever owns this, uh, whoever owns this streaming ser- service as it is now, uh, is going to keep it alive at the very minimum for another year because they were going to be launching this thing with the Olympics. This was supposed to be the Olympic streaming app uh, all along, and it never really happened. So I guess just hold on to the free version and then just check out some stuff. I heard that the commercials are very minimal, like okay. you're not really getting that many. But of course, you know, the first hits always what discounted or free. So I I wouldn't be surprised if they start adding commercials on sooner or later. But as of right now, I don't think they have any, like, killing content. They don't have any killer show that well, you got to see as far as I know. Yeah, I think what The Office is going there, um, they just did that 30 Rock reunion. Um, but they did put on, like, Matrix, Jurassic Park, Shrek, Fast and Furious. Yeah, um, they're, they're two big things are going to be, I believe January is when they're going to be exclusively streaming The Office, so that's going to be their big get, and then the Olympics. So it's really going to be 2021 for them. Yeah, so it's only on Apple devices, Google devices, Xbox Ones, and a f- couple smart TVs. <laughs> yeah, come on, why does Xbox get it and Sony doesn't? I mean, at least I can get HBO Max on my PlayStation if I want to put it on my TV, you know. Yeah, uh, uh, PlayStation 4 is next week. Oh, all right. Well, at least they uh, at least they got their shit together there. Yeah, Roku and Amazon. I th- well, I think when they launched early, they didn't. They just launched on what they had a- approved at the time. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna keep an eye on this again. Um, Howard the Duck. I, if you go to Just Watch, which again hit or miss sometimes, it does have the Peacock symbol on here already, Mike. They've already implemented it. Um, but there's also Peacock and Peacock Premium. So it looks like it is on the free version, and then it says ads underneath it. So it looks like if you want to watch it check out uh we can we can check that out on there so um hot dog mike hot dog, hot dog. To, i'm gonna have to give this one like a couple weeks to, to level out like the other ones did star wars back in the news mike i know we've been missing star wars for a while um they announced that the bad batch animated series will be going to disney plus in 2021 maybe 2022 yeah, if- so from me, who has not finished The Clone Wars yet, I automatically assumed that it was kind of that lost robot chicken Star Wars show, just because I believe they had quite a few episodes made. I think or, 20, like 26, like a whole yeah, season. Yeah, 
Yeah, so the, and it never got released, so I was just like, well, come on, if you're starving for content and it's literally shelved right now, you might as well put it up on the, on the screen. And I was like, oh, this is going to be awesome. But when I learned about the truth, I was still kind of happy because I was like, yeah. all right, I mean, like more felony Star Wars. I mean, there's nothing to, there's nothing to cry about there. Yeah, exactly. So this the, the Bad Batch make their appearances in the final season, which Mike has not got to yet. Um, and they are very unique. Like each member of this a squad of clones Mike has a different ability right like they're good mm-hmm. at one thing imagine like a what a team kind of thing yeah so, I mean that was kind of almost implied even in some of the earlier clone war stuff kind of yeah. kind of like a unique group well, that had their own personalities and they weren't so much just yeah. clones well these actually have like very visual mutations to them if you will um, okay they, they don't look like the rest of them um, and the, their their skills are highly unique to that clone like not as much as like i know what you talked about earlier like Mm -hmm. you have a heavy and then you have like an assault rifle and you have like a sniper this is way different like one's like a hacker and one's like a a two if you met plenty of you a two-handed melee weapon kind of dude so um it's really cool i mean those are some of my favorite that's how they kicked off the season those were some of my favorite characters um knowing this like that there people are probably upset because those play into the last season the, the least amount as possible mm-hmm. um but this is good to know that it was popular enough to get a you know again a uh a, a kickoff from from the felony verse if you will yeah. and, and it makes me curious if there was a chance that maybe this wouldn't have been kicked off uh, just because we're in a world where everything animated is getting uh, greenlit because you can work remotely on content. So yeah. either, either way, this is uh, this is good news. Yeah, exactly. So I, I love I love new Star Wars content coming. And like I said, animation is the animation on that's really, really good. So mm-hmm. um, I hope you I hope you get there soon. Mike and watch those. Me too. In other news, the Obi-Wan Kenobi show, um, the series is rumored to include flashbacks from the Clone Wars now. And speaking Ooh. of Clone Wars. Uh, and hope, they're hoping, uh, rumored to bring Hayden Christensen back for some of those scenes. Oh, that might be fun to kind of see these two actors kind of get to redeem their, I don't want to say redeem their performances, but you know, they were kind of shackled in the way yeah. that, um, in the way that Lucas wanted to make those films. So that yeah. would be really cool well, to see them come back. And I also want to see like, you know, their relationship always be like, Oh, you were a brother to me. Well, we didn't really get that in the movies. Um, at all, right? Like the Clone Wars builds their relationship way better than the movies yes, ever did. Agreed. So hopefully, you know, they can redeem the um their their relationship a little more in live action. And I think mm-hmm. that's a great way if you're gonna have a flashback. Like the Clone Wars is a good time to set it in and yeah, those I'm actors not, to pull it off. I'm not a hundred percent sure on the canon, but I, I suppose maybe they could do what they want. But when Obi Wan finally escapes from Order uh, sixty six and you know goes off and becomes a hermit or whatever they're gonna fill in with this hermit time, do you think he ever comes across Vader or Anakin again in any sort of format? I, like even just like a brief moment of like they just kind of cross each other for even just one no one interaction. Because I think the line in episode four is something I haven't felt in a very long time is an implication that they've not felt them since the last movie. Oh yeah, maybe um, uh, it would, it would be, it would be kind of nice just to see them yeah. reunite once more. Yeah, well, exactly. And, 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 you know, I want to see more of like, you know, the heartbreakiness of like having to, you know, fight that person later in life, mm-hmm. even though they, he did technically leave him for dead. I, maybe Obi-Wan doesn't know he's alive yet. Oh yeah, I, yeah, that's possible. I mean, man, I'm sure somebody somebody uh, knows the exact answer from the from the novels that have been disbanded. But uh, yeah, 
We'll see you moving forward. Yeah, this yeah. is exciting though. Everybody wants to. Everybody wants to see uh, Obi Wan come back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's like one of the most requested Star Wars shows in the world. So, mm-hmm. cross our fingers. On the flip side of Disney Plus, we are getting uh, not getting the Falcon and Winter Soldier next month, uh, as mm. we were promised for August. Um, it's hard to believe August is next month to begin with. <laughs> yes, uh, <laughs> but you know, is, is it possibly delayed? Like, what? When would this movie come out? And you know. Does it need to be after Black Widow? I doubt it. It seems very um, tied to the Civil War movie um, in yeah. and of itself. But, yeah, so. it, make, it makes you wonder if just one of those episodes just has a really big spoiler in it. And they mm-hmm. thought that it was going to be out already. And it's just like, well, what do we do? I mean, we don't want to spoil the movie, but, you know, we're running out of room because if all of these shows are supposed to be in order, like if WandaVision indeed needs to come out after Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but they keep running out of runway... I mean, yeah. this this will be interesting. Yeah, we're going to see what they do with it. I, do, I think there's a lot more to film with this. Um, again, after watching Civil War the other day, I really want to see Baron Zemo with his mask on, his purple mask. So I'm mm-hmm. uh, very much looking forward to this, which was would have been the, the kickoff into the MCU on Disney+. Plus. So mm-hmm. um, hopefully we get something solidified soon. And, you know, they um, I, I know a lot of productions are moving to other countries where it's safer to film right now so Mm -hmm. uh we might be seeing a lot of those wrapped up uh in either isolated um studios here or in other countries where uh it's much safer uh wandavision on the other hand uh is reportedly already done filming and still set for its 2020 release window without a delay um because i think last time we talked they filmed all the stuff in-house and they were just doing um possibly some pickups but i think mostly effects yeah i mean correct me if the order was wrong here but it was supposed to be falcon and the winter soldier and then we were kind of going to get our mando season two and then wandavision right yes for this year and then it would have gone into the loki first thing next spring gotcha okay um and i don't know how much of loki they filmed so that that one's kind of a big big question mark but wandavision from what i heard is uh for every era they built all the sets at once and just filmed on each set every day um they, well, they, they went through it. Paid off. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's smart. That's a smart thing. And then lastly, the one of the the final. I keep forgetting this is going to be a Disney Plus show. Hawkeye <laughs> uh, gets directors um, Riss Thomas and then the duo Bert and Birdie. And I'm like, who the hell is Bert and Birdie? I'll, uh, I'll tell you. I was going to tell you, uh, Chris. Uh, they directed a couple episodes of The Great. Yeah. Because when you're watching a TV show and you just see the names Bert and Birdie pop up, you're just like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Did the Sesame Street characters uh, 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 direct this episode? Uh, I guess they just kind of go by the singular name. I even believe I even looked them up on IMDb, and it's not like they're just cutting off their first or last name just to no. you know be like the Russos or what, whatever. Yeah, they're just uh, directing a duo. So I mean. Like yeah, I said it, at the top of the show, the great is great, so I'm happy to see them yeah. on Hawkeye. Yeah, Bert and Birdie, their, their names are Amber Finlayson and Katie Elwood, by the way. So like, ah, to, right. to literally show you how far away from Bert and Birdie that really is. <laughs> yeah, it's strange. I, I wonder if those are just like college nicknames, nicknames that they yeah. just stuck with, or is this like kind of one of those strategic things where you kind of like mask your gender with a different name to you know make sure that nobody uh, nobody tries to slight you in Hollywood? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either, but that that's cool. Um, so uh, Bert and Birdie are doing the first three episodes, and Riz Thomas are doing the last two, uh, or last three. So it looks like they're actually taking a split approach for these other ones, which sounds pretty smart, if you ask me. Sure. Um, depending on how the show goes, uh, Bert and Birdie uh, not only known for the great, they know they did a Troop Zero movie. Um, I, I had a, that in my head earlier, but I forgot what it was. But they're also working on Kidding, the series with Jim Carrey. Um, oh, Troop Zero. 
advertised to me a couple times on Amazon Prime. It's like um, Jim Gaffigan's in it. I think there's some other. It's like a comedy yeah. about like the uh, 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 Girl Scouts or something like that. Yeah, it's, it's it's a that's a comedy and Kidding is like a comedy dramedy kind of thing. Yeah, so. that's Showtime, I I believe. Yeah. So they, yeah. they've worked on that, and then Riz Thomas has uh, actually worked on Saturday Night Live as Nalum, and then uh, Staten Island Summer, which I just saw, um, I think when I was going through HBO Max earlier. Mm-hmm. But he's also worked on um, the dark humor of John Mulaney in the Sack Lunch Bunch special he did. Okay. Um, so that's all, um, that's all good pedigrees for Hawkeye there. These sound like very dark comedy people. Like this is gonna, There's going to be humor, but there's going to be like, it's not going to be laugh out loud the whole time. Um, post Ronan persona for Hawkeye. So. <laughs> yeah, he's going through. He's going through a lot of drama. A lot of, go back, man. I, I would imagine Survivor's guilt is, is a really big thing for him. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see how that, that that goes for Jeremy Renner. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll we'll check that out. Uh, we'll keep you posted as that moves along um, down the road. And the Avengers video game is closer on the horizon, Mike. They can still make video games. We can still play these. Thankfully, the beta <laughs> dates were announced for this. That's why I'm putting it in here. Um, August 7th for the PlayStation pre-orders. A week later is Xbox and PC pre-orders. And then um, PlayStation open beta, uh, Mike. And then August 21st is an entirely open beta. So um, depending on what you have, and if you pre-order it, you can play almost the whole month of August, it looks like. Uh, I'm looking forward to your initial review, Chris. You're gonna, yeah. I think you're going to be the linchpin on whether you know it takes me a while or not to jump into this game. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I'm, I'm, gonna, I, I, I'm not going to like it because it's an Avengers game. I want a good game, Mike. So mm-hmm. if it's not good, I'm going to tell you it's not good. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to also... We'll we'll talk about it then. But if you're looking for betas and you haven't, if you pre-ordered it, you've got a couple options. If not, you know August 21st, you download it, and play, no strings attached. And there's another video for that. What the 29th, which is in like two weeks, week and a half. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, July 29th. So they'll be doing another video gameplay, probably announcing somewhat some of the beta stuff. In some of the weirdest news this week, Mike Hellstrom uh, gave us <laughs> a first look at these characters in the show. And if I said I was underwhelmed. That would be more exciting than I currently am. Yeah, yeah. this is basically uh, just some photos. I I mean, I don't really just like I don't want to say they're set photos. It just kind of looks like screen grabs from just very uh, uh, low stakes scenes that probably take place in the pilot. Um, I get huge Netflix verse vibes from looking at these. Is it just because you saw characters with umbrellas and it made you think of Umbrella Academy? No, no, like, like I'm talking <laughs> like like Daredevil and like Iron Fist kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, does this not look like the Kingpin's like collection down here on the bottom one, where it's, that girl's in like a white suit? Yeah, a little bit, and it, it it looks like we're in like a an East Coast setting, which does kind of uh, fit in with the vibes of kind of like a uh, yeah. New York kind of Netflix it, stuff. But the, yeah, we have the the character Tom Austin here who plays D- Damon Hellstrom and. In both these images, he looks neither excited nor happy to be there, um, <laughs> which kind of makes me feel the same way. So, and he yeah. looks like two different people. The angles are not flattering for him on that second yeah. one. Yeah, I mean, this is this is just like so easy to dunk on, just because yeah. if you if you know just kind of the. Uh, the uh, drama going on in the Marvel television space of things like anything Jeff Loeb touched has died. So yeah. just, I mean, just don't get attached to it. I mean, if, if there's an actor in here that you particularly like, or maybe you're just a really big Hellstrom comic book fan and you just are finally uh, excited to see some sort of adaption. I mean, this is going to be probably it for you for a while, but uh, yeah, don't expect a second season. I mean, I'm not saying it's not possible. 
I mean, there's no way if this ended up being the most popular TV show of all time, it wouldn't get a second season. I mean, just because the Marvel doesn't like Jeff Loeb anymore doesn't mean they're not going to greenlight a second season. But I don't expect big. I don't expect good. I don't think this does not inspire me any faith at all. Like, why would these be your photos? You're, You're talking about a dude who's fighting the the Satan and 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 forces of hell, right? Like, mm-hmm. I see no forces of hell. I see one person, uh, their mother, uh, in in a, a psycho psychiatric ward, and then what appears to be somebody outside the psychiatric ward, and that is it. The rest of this makes no sense to me at all. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, if you're gonna hype us up, Hulu, give us some real stuff to be hyped about. Show us the Satan's. So, oh well, we'll move along. Uh, to New Mutants, the other scary show that's supposed to come out in August, um, possibly. Uh, instead, at least though, we are getting a surprise announced Comic Con at Home panel next week, or this week, July twenty third. I think it's Thursday, right? So, mm-hmm. um, they're actually bringing in the stars: Maisie Williams, Anya Taylor Joy, Charlie Heaton, and Alice Braga, um, Blue Hunt, and Henry Zaga. Man, this is all over the place. So, pretty <laughs> much all the main actors and the director Josh Boone in for this. Uh, zoom call they're gonna have about the movie so yeah so the fact that you mentioned that it was a surprise i was almost thinking like you know if this is something that was scheduled a long time ago like okay well we're just gonna go ahead and go through with it there's there's a really good chance that this movie is not gonna come out on time again because the pandemic is still a really big problem but if this is something that it seems like was secret and could have very easily been canceled but they're still going through with it they're either very confident that they're still going to hit that release date or maybe at this event they're going to to announce okay as soon as this panel's over you can go on mm-hmm. Amazon Prime right now and watch the movie that would be very I, exciting i don't think they're going to do the same day um but i think you don't bring in literally every actor to do this unless you're doing a big announcement right uh-huh. So the director, I get bring in the directors, bring in maybe one of the actors, um, but to bring in every major actor and the director, I think they're going to do a bigger announcement at the end of this. Yeah, I mean that just seems uh, that seems like a lot of effort for a film that is basically waiting to just drop into obscurity because it's not going to be connected to anything anymore. But yeah, this seems like they're going for a big media blitz of how many VOD sales can we get for a big live action movie. I mean, this would be the first really big movie to hit VOD if possible. So I'm excited to see what kind of numbers it can pull. Exactly. And where do you put this? Is this going to be a joint HBO Disney plus action? Is that how they split the money and then, and made this work because we know it goes to HBO. So maybe they paid off the theater people with money and they're like, okay, well, Guess what? We're gonna split it with HBO. Here's some yeah, extra maybe. money. Would that that'd be weird, wouldn't it? Or only no? only the lawyers are gonna know at the end of the day, yeah. right? <laughs> right. So, but I mean, that's that's the thing. I really want to see it hit this week, or at least you know, maybe they keep the same date and like, okay, surprise, we're gonna put it on streaming. So I'm really hoping they do something with us and give us something good. Did you know that certain movies, certain fans of certain movies, are making their own Comic-Cons now? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Justice Con, which is a Justice League convention, um, is doing a two-day event um, this month with panels from the actors and crew. I said this month. I probably meant next month. Um, no, it is this month. The 25th and 26th of July, they're doing Justice Con. Um, and I was looking through it, and I'm trying to figure out literally who... 
who is going to be here that's this big. Um, it looks like there's a Zack Snyder spotlight hour. Yeah, but that the the thing is, I'm I mean, I'm not trying to you know to uh, crap on anyone's uh, homegrown Comic Con because I think that's great. Everybody should do that if they have the ability to do it. There's no reason that you shouldn't be a fan. But at the same time, as as we have been people that have gone to comic book conventions, uh, you'll read the name of a panel and it'll be like, oh, this is the uh, you know. Uh, this is the Superman panel. This is the DCEU Superman panel. And you're just like, holy crap, is Henry Cavill going to be there? It's just like, no, no, no. It's just moderated by fans, and it's just going to be a bunch of fans on stage talking about it. So it's just like, is Zack Snyder actually going to be there, or is it just going to be a bunch of Snyder Cut people that are just going to reminisce about where they were when the Snyder Cut was officially announced, you know? Right. So the only things I think of here that I think Deborah Snyder is going to be making it there, um, the... Um, I'm trying to figure out. I'm, I'm trying to look at more of this stuff here. Um, they're also going to be. They have a spotlight on Ray Porter, who is the voice of Darkseid, and a spotlight on Ray Fisher, who was Cyborg. I don't think either of those guys are doing much, so I could see them being there. But I don't know if Zack Snyder is going to um, come out for a unofficial Comic Con for Justice. Yeah, the the biggest advantage that they have is celebrities and creators in Hollywood finally understand how to do video chats. You know, they've done Zooms and, uh, you know, Google Hangouts before. So all you have to do is just be like, hey, we're really big fans. If you could just, like, take 15 minutes out of your day and hop on this Zoom call, we're just going to have, like, a bunch of fans that just really will love to hear from you. And that's much easier to do than just like, oh, can you drive all the way to this city and, like, we'll put you up in a hotel even though we don't have any money. And it's like, yeah, this is just, you know, if all they have to do is pull open their phone and like use the FaceTime camera for a couple minutes. So yeah. uh, I'm crossing my crossing my fingers and it goes well for him. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Did you know that Black Adam wasn't in Justice League? <laughs> he wasn't. He was I'm not. sure Zack Snyder has a page of notes that says, oh no, I was going to put him in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And same with uh, the, the Shazam guy too, right? He's going to put him <laughs> on there. Uh, but Black Adam, Rock, he's probably been tied to this role the longest. They've not made any progress on this. But however, they finally cast another person the uh, actor Noah Centino as Adam Smasher, who has super strength and the ability to change body size and density. Uh, I mean, uh, I mean, obviously, uh, our forte here on this show is uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but we both very much appreciate DC's uh, cast of characters and a handful of their movies that they've made. But uh, the Atom Smasher, is this similar to the Ray Palmer, who is also so, the Atom? So this guy's grandfather was originally one of the other Atoms. Um, gotcha. It's why he can change his body size and density, right? So he got mm-hmm. some of the powers there, but he also... Um, he wears a very, very black mask, like the reverse flash, and uh-huh. he's a sleeveless tank top and just ripped muscles, like Bane size kind of dude. So, like, he is just pure muscle, and I'm not really associated him with um, good guys. So, gotcha. that's, that's okay. why it's um, it's interesting. So, apparently, I, I, and I pulled this out here, uh, they were part of the Justice Society of America, but they left on the same term, and black, he helped kill black Adam's like country conducts dictatorial president. Then Black Adam killed Smasher's mother's murderer. So they're both very much um, <laughs> not afraid to kill people. So I mean, this is I, I just kind of like seeing uh, different superhero universes uh, have characters with similar powers, just because I like to see how filmmakers tackle it differently. Like we've got to see uh, the Flash and also two versions of Quicksilver, kind of to see oh how should we show super speed. Now we've seen Ant Man do a lot of scaled size changes, uh, so now it'll be fun to see how DC kind of handles a character that can change their body size. 
Yeah, and apparently, uh, I just looked up here, I didn't see this, he was in uh, the Arrowverse at some point. He had like a big metal mask on in that one. Um, oh, I, I don't know. Maybe if I watch that episode, I feel like maybe I have recollections the, of... The Flash Ray- season two. Maybe I ha- recall... I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to I'm gonna text you, you know this what? photo and you're going to see. Uh, maybe it had something... I thought it maybe had something to do with uh, Ray Palmer's tech being stolen, but... Okay, this character kind of looks familiar, but I don't yeah. know. The Flash and all these shows are very much villain of the week. So right. if you uh, if you take a nap, you forget what you watched. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, well, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna send you uh, what the character would normally look like. So this is like a metal mat man in a metal mask kind of dude. And then what he's really supposed to look like is like a black face type mask. And uh, yeah, this kind of looks like some S and M kind of. Uh, I went to the the leather shop mask. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Adam Daddy. That's what we'll call him. Adam Daddy. All right. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah. Anyway, so they, they're hiring. They're they're hiring. They're casting more people for this movie. So I think it's gonna still be. They're gonna work on it probably next year. Whenever yeah. When when you get the on. rock on a contract, you don't let him go. <laughs> yeah. You better you better hold him to that. He'll hold you to it. Suicide Squad uh, is doing one of these things. Uh, they're holding a release the air cut day on July twentieth, which would be what tomorrow I think for us no. a Monday. Yeah. No, let it go. Yeah. Just let it go. I am going to give the Snyder cut a pass just because there was a tragedy that kept him from finishing the movie. Mm-hmm. But uh, the Suicide Squad film on its face was just a tragedy. And I'm sorry if uh, David Ayer or in the studio couldn't quite get along or whatever happened there. They were just trying to play catch up with Guardians of the Galaxy. And I don't know, maybe the editor was on speed or taking drugs or whatever happened was there. But that was just classic Hollywood failings. The tragedy was that it just... It was Hollywood gone wrong. I don't need an air cut. Uh, I don't need mm. to see banners flying around the next Comic-Con. Uh, I have no patience for this, Chris. That's all I have to say. <laughs> well, exactly. I, I don't I don't get it. Like, maybe they'll do it, you know, uh, because, you know, they, they can't film new content right now, right, Mike? That's, that's the easiest thing to do. But, like, mm-hmm. get off your high horse, man. You got lu- – Justice League got lucky. It got lucky <laughs> is what it did. No one's clamoring for more Suicide Squad with that joke, that version of the Joker. Even people who like that movie don't like that version of the Joker. Come on now. So I don't need to see more scenes with it. So get, we'll just see how tomorrow goes and how Warner Brothers says nothing and this never turns into anything, Mike. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Yeah. However, Transformers is back, baby. They are in the Netflix territory and they've got, looks like a, no, a couple new, uh, I, I want to say they're movies, right? Little series. Um, uh, like, War for Cybertron, uh, and the new one is called Kingdom. And the funny thing about this little Kingdom teaser you probably saw on Twitter that I sent you, Mike, is that guess what it's teasing? They're making allusions to beasts. Beast Wars. There is a monkey and a dinosaur. Looks like a Velociraptor in the the tweet. Uh, I'm very excited to see kind of what what goes here. So um, it looks like it's a series. Maybe these are I guess anime series. I guess there may be multiple episodes. So each season has a different uh, title. Um, so I am very excited to see um, Beast Wars return, uh, even though they'll have to rewrite the continuity for them to work in this. 
Uh, or maybe time travel. I don't know. But It'll just be a dream. Bumblebee went to sleep and then he dreamed about being an animal. I'm just going to use this as an opportunity to say, uh, thanks to Chris, I watched the first episode and last episode of uh, Zoids. Yeah. Uh, whatever whatever that second season was called where they kind of bring in that new uh, whip snap character to the team. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was just a fun little nostalgia trip. I, I didn't really feel like I could put in the and- investment to watching all of Zoids because I'm pretty sure you... And the fans would murder me for not putting that time into the Clone Wars right. and finishing that. But it was nice to kind of revisit. And I was just surprised how shamelessly they are creating new Zoids just to sell toys. I mean, you brought it up to me last week and it made total sense when you brought it up. But seeing how like in the last episode, kind of like the season slash series finale, they had the Liger robot go through like four or five different like basically outfit changes which all probably amounted to twenty dollar toys each pop so uh oh yeah and that's what i told you i'm like i'm like if you watch from zoids guess what you're gonna get more toys you need the purple yeah. one you need the liger zero you gotta get the blue one you gotta get the big um brontosaurus looking thing that they travel in that's yeah, why that was it was wild it was just nice reminiscing so animals robot animals fighting robot animals Loop it back around to Transformers. Yeah, Transformers. Uh, 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 <laughs> one of the first, I think, fully, one of the, the more better received fully CG uh, shows from the 90s, uh, I believe. This and what was it? Reboot was, was the other one. Oh, yeah, Reboot. Um, yeah, do you get a reboot or a reboot? I don't, I don't know. Get a reboot of your reboot? Um, but yeah, War for Cybertron does drop, I think, this time. I'm just, I'm just looking, up, looking up here. Um, the Wikipedia page is horribly letting me down here. It says there's I mean, six episodes. And I don't know when it drops. I'll use this time to fill in as they did reboot reboot, but it was a weird live yeah. action kid show that I don't know who they were making it for. So uh, c- congrats to whoever got a paycheck out of that deal. Yeah. So July 30th, I just found July 30th for this. So they're, they're going to kick off here. Um, and it's also uh, produced, I believe, by Rooster Teeth um, Productions, if you remember them. From yeah, red versus blue. Red, red versus blue. They, I mean, they they got a whole thing going on now. Yeah. So, um, the twenty-two minute episodes, six episodes, sounds like a fun time. So, looking looking forward to maybe checking that out, bringing that back. I bought um, what was it last year at San Diego Comic Con? Exactly this year, where I was picking up Transformers uh card game from. Yeah, that's Street. right. Did you ever play that? Uh, not. I played. I bought the regular decks and played them, but no, I didn't play the the special one from. Comic-Con gotcha. Yet. It's sealed up somewhere. It's sealed. Uh, I believe this is Netflix, right? Project Power uh, from uh, Jamie Foxx and um, what's the other guy's name in it? Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Joseph Gordon-Levitt is uh, hitting Netflix this uh, next month, right? August 14th or something like that. Yeah. Which is wild. This premise of this movie, Mike, you told me this and I watched it. And this is, I, I cannot tell you how many X-Men comics I've read that, that, that do this. <laughs> yeah, this, this was just really surprising in general because I was just like on my computer, you know, I follow Netflix on social media and then just like everything, they just randomly drop a trailer to let you know that something exists. And I clicked play and I watched it. And I don't know if Netflix has a way that they can solve this problem, but every trailer I ever watched from Netflix, I just assume it's going to be a series because that's what Netflix really, uh, that's their bread and butter. So I'm watching it I'm like, man, these special effects are really good for a series. They're really, they must be pumping a lot of money into this. And then by the time you get to the very end of it, you realize, oh, it's a feature. But then I started to think about it and I was like, good, this, this could be fun. It seems like an original idea. Jamie Foxx and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I don't know if they're both cops or what exactly is going on there. Uh, They seem to be some sort of law enforcement. And then there's kind of like a, a pill going around that gives you powers 
And I think the the kind of the crux that makes it seem uh, a little bit more original is you only have powers for like five minutes. Yeah. So it's just a very short hit of power. Yeah, so you take the pill, and you don't know what your power is until you take the pill. So it looks like you have a power, but you don't know what it is for the first time until you take it. But you get that power mm-hmm. every time. Um, and there's there's some sort of dude who's on fire in this. And he they use a lot of this clips of this dude on fire in this okay. trailer. So it looks like, you know, there's like a human torch one. Um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt looks to be, what, bulletproof? I think, um, and but it's Jamie Foxx's kid who is the formula for this pill, apparently, right? That's what he says in the trailer. Yeah, there's he was he he's a scorned character. He's scorned in some way, and he seems to be out for some sort of revenge or vengeance. Yeah, so um, it looks. I mean, it looks. The effects look great. Looks to be a, a superhero movie. I've seen again so many ones where people were selling um, uh, mutant growth hormone in comic books where you. We get something and take it. What is it? The boys even has it where you take the pills. And um, and also, um, there was an episode of Misfits where this kind of happened, where you could yeah. go to somebody who had powers, where you could kind of like trade and and get powers for the first time. So it, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. I feel like it's been a while since we've seen something. I, I, I am apprehensive to say if this is totally original. I don't know if maybe it's based on, like, you know, some sort of novel or graphic novel or comic book or, or what have you. Uh, but I, I thought this would be an interesting point to bring up that this is kind of this is created by a trio of people, uh, a duo director and also a uh, writer that are also all teaming up to I guess make a Mega Man movie because when I looked it up on IMDb, all of these three creators are attached to uh, something Mega Man related. Now I don't have IMDb Pro. I don't know if this is just something that's just listed because it's just been rumored or some agent whispered about it once, so it's now up on IMDb. But if they're making a Mega Man movie, if we are curious if it's going to be good, this might be the first uh, place to stop to kind of check out their work. So uh, no idea if this Mega Man movie is CG or live action or, yeah. or what have you, but. Uh, this, I mean, like you said, we're kind of starving for uh, for content right now, and uh, this looks like it could be something big budget that uh, we're not seeing uh, right now. Yeah, um, I also want to try to get this week, uh, and, and Mike, is to watch The Old Guard, if I can get in oh, to watch this week, which is also comic yeah, yeah, book yeah. related, so mm-hmm. uh, also on Netflix. So, I mean, they're, they're pumping out some superhero stuff. It's not the best stuff, but it, I mean, or it's not the, the stuff in the theaters, but there is still stuff, and I'm very excited to come check it out. Mm-hmm. So, Project Power, watch the trailer, and yeah. Uh, you ready for Netflix next month? Lastly, uh, I, I I actually fought with myself over putting this in the notes, Mike. So it was simply <laughs> because I just didn't have anything, and I honestly feel like this is one of those um, projects which could be canceled at any time because of the state of the world right now. Hi- highly possible. But um, <laughs> they the movie The Gray Man um, is um, which is an adaptation of a book is is coming to Netflix. And they announced it this week with not only the Russo brothers, but um, if you put a beard on both of them, Chris Evans and Ryan Gosling look very similar. So yeah, I, yeah, I don't know much about the 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 concept or the book, but I guess they're going to be. I think they're dueling spies. Um, and I thought I read somewhere that maybe this is might be setting up a franchise for Ryan Gosling, possibly. Uh, who knows? But uh, I looked up uh, the potential writers for this film, and it looks like it seems to be the uh, Marcus and McFeely. I don't know if they're just always attached to all Russo Brothers stuff, because there's also like a fourth screenplay writer, uh, a woman that I'm not too familiar with, is coming in as well. So this seems to be very much Russo Brothers forward, not so much like Extraction that was Russo Brothers executive produced. So if you're kind of looking for mainline Russo Brothers, I mean, come on, Chris Evans, uh, they've worked with him plenty of times. Uh, Ryan Gosling. 
wrestling. I just rewatched La La Land the other night. I hadn't seen it since 2016, and uh, I waited for all of the hot takes to dissipate, and I went back and watched that. And it's a great, fine movie. I love it. I love musicals. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm down to watch this for sure. It actually makes me want to go back and revisit Blade Runner because I realize I never watched Blade Runner 2049 that had oh. uh, Ryan Gosling in it. Yeah, that's pretty good. I, re- I really enjoy that one. Uh, I was trying to pull up um, for this. Is, is Mark Greeny. Greeny is the, the writer of The Gray Man. And Marcus and McFeely are working on the script in conjunction with him, I think. So, gotcha. Um, so that's cool. I mean, I, that's the thing. Everyone's like, oh, the Russo brothers want to direct a Secret Wars movie. I'm like, yeah, they can direct it. But, like, the writers have to make it work, right? And mm-hmm. and, and I, th- I just don't think Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely get enough credit for literally how they were able to pull together infinity war and Endgame. <laughs> yeah i i feel like i'm kind of uh i'm kind of torn here just because i feel like the russo brothers maybe should take a break move on to other things kind of get out of the mcu for a little bit kind of like stretch their legs get not they don't need more experience but just creatively it's good to get outside the box and do something different learn something new to come back and bring something to the table but also at the same time I talk about this on the show a lot. If really, really popular, famous, well-respected directors uh, move too far along in their career, people stop being critical of them and stop giving them advice, and they just kind of end up uh, making something exactly what they wanted but with no creative pushback. So hopefully the Russo brothers don't end up being that probably could be a big advantage of a duo they get to constantly criticize each other (laughs) and then then having another duo that are writers um Mm -hmm. even better you know what i'm saying like you know you've got four people working on one thing rather than yeah it's almost like they have they it's almost like they've they've created their own little writer's room that they get to sit down and make this stuff but Mm. also exciting to note that this has like a 200 million dollar budget so this doesn't definitely isn't like an indie so uh netflix is throwing some money at them for sure so yeah pretty exciting i i don't know when this is coming out i don't know if this is going to be 2021 or 2022 but um if if they if they know i mean that that'd be impressive (laughs) yeah put it in my veins i want it yeah, and then I, I did look up just here just to make sure that um, it's likely summer 2022 looks like what they're shooting for, but um, they're making Gosling like the James Bond of this franchise. Um, I, I, are there more books in this? Do you know? I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, thriller novels. Uh, <laughs> how many times have you come across one thriller novel that has 20 other uh, attached to it out of a series? Yeah. Uh, but at least it's it's good to see that the story's already been proven in a book format. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to pull up here the novel. Uh, it, was, it was followed by one called On Target in 2013. The very, at the very least, there's a sequel in store. <laughs> yeah. So um, oh, that, I clicked his novelist thing. Uh, is, does he have a the Gray Man series? Oh, my gosh. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten books in this already we got a franchise baby uh-huh. <laughs> and then also he worked on um this guy the the mark green has written four five six seven eight jack ryan books based on the tom oh. clancy character as well so all right um he's got some work in spy novels apparently if he's working with tom clancy characters so um i'm, I'm down with this i think i think um um if the russos are in fact directing it not just producing it and helping write it i think they're good with that stuff because i mean can you think back to winter soldier like that's a spy thriller. Oh, so movie. good, so good. That's yeah. like their zone, man. Yeah, that's 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 the bread and butter. And if they need to go back to that to do it again, have all the fun you need. Yeah. So. All right, Mike. That's the show for this week. We're gonna wrap it up here. I'm gonna go grab some dinner with my guests um, and then make them listen to the show and give <laughs> live feedback. Um, yes. So if people want to know what you're up to, where can they find you at? 
Well, all you have to do is follow me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram and Twitter, and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to catch up with you, see what you're doing in the world, making sure that uh, you're being safe on your vacation next week, but also maybe they want to live vicariously through you, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter, Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, or uh, Instagram, Valdan87. I'll probably take some pictures. I got a I got a new phone this week through work that has one of those, the, the 2X zoom lenses on it, Mike, so I can, Ooh, can get fancy, some, some fancy. close-ups with that. Yes, sir. You know, you know how I do. Um, and you also have a comic UI. People know more about the show, listen to our episodes, maybe buy some merch. I don't know. What do they want to do? Where can they find everything All else right. at? I'll redeem myself from the lackluster performance <laughs> of my outro last week. Of You can always find us at SuperheroSlate.com. That's the best place to find all the avenues we host our show and to get our awesome show notes. So if you want to see the link to that Power Project trailer or that uh, Transformer teaser, we got that over there in our show notes. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, and wherever else you love to listen to fine podcasts like our own. Please like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and you can get swag slash merch at SuperheroSlate.com slash store. Uh, we love hearing from you. Please reach out and let us know what you're watching, what you're thinking of. Uh, what's your opinion on New Mutants? Do you just want it out already, or do you really, really want to see it in theaters? I don't know. What's your opinion? Uh, and if you very genuinely want to see the error cut, Sorry for being all negative about it, but, you know, if you want to see it, what are you looking forward to in the air cut? What is the gem that you think can be pulled out from David Ayer's cut? Because I would just direct you right over to Bright on Netflix if you want to see David Ayer full control over his own movies. Uh, so uh, oh we love hearing from you. Please uh, reach out. Man, I, I, I say I'm going to be nice to it, then I'm just mean all over again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you want to be a super fan of this show, it's very easy to do. All you got to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, wash your hands and wear your mask and uh, hopefully one day we'll be able to come outside again so mm-hmm. uh, we love you all and we'll see you next week even if we're not even if we're outside you can still listen to us we'll be right here yeah we'll see yeah. you next week all right bye everybody thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe but i did just break a nail recording the show oh my gosh see this is the unintended consequences of a quarantine